Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hey, everybody, we are going to be talking about the difference between SEO content and social media content today. And yes, I know that's a mouthful. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. But first, you know, at the time I am recording this episode, I just dropped off my three and a half year old for his first day of school. And if you think that means that I'm sitting in a ball of tears, you're wrong. I could not be more elated, more ecstatic. One, that we actually have the opportunity for him to have in-person school, but two, that we are nearing another milestone. And I'm probably about three and a half, four weeks into homeschooling my nine-year-old. So I feel like we're back into the fall swing of things. And that feeling for a lot of people I know means that it's time to start taking things seriously again. Not that you spent all summer goofing off. I am not suggesting that. I know I did not at all have much of a break. But there's a a feeling as the fall air starts changing, a feeling as you begin to wrap up for the year that it's time to buckle down and start to take things in a different view. And for a lot of people, that's going to mean looking at how their marketing has been performing for the last three quarters of the year and what changes you can make for this last quarter of the year What can you do to be making things more efficient? What can you do to be releasing things as we talked about in our marketing fatigue episode? And that is why we're going to be talking about SEO for the next two weeks. Now, next week, I'm having Michael Bozinski on the show. I recorded that episode over a month ago with him, and it's it's good, you guys. I'm really excited about it. But I wanted to record this one in advance of that for publishing at least, in advance of publishing his episode, because there is a huge difference between SEO content and social media content. And I don't think that this is talked about enough in the online marketing circles. Now, I talk a lot about content. I talk about how you can repurpose content. I even tell you guys, I repurpose my podcast content into blog articles. And one of the reasons I do that is for search engine optimization. So since we are coming up on World Podcast Day in just a couple days as this show will be published, it's on September 30th, I thought, how better can we use podcasting, which is not traditionally a great SEO mechanism, to better your SEO results? Why? Well, SEO is going to give you long-term results. It is a slow game but it is a good game. And if you have the goal of having a business that has longevity, of a business that has you know, staying power, it's something that you can't ignore forever at least. Maybe when you're first starting up, ignoring it's okay. So let's dive in here. SEO content is built for searching. Keywords, the breadth of the subject matter, it all counts. Social media, however, is not a search engine. It's why when you hear people talk about Pinterest, you're hearing them say it's not social media. Pinterest is a search engine. YouTube operates as a search engine. But Instagram, not so much. That Facebook post you put out, definitely not. Because social media is not a search engine, you need to take one really big thing from this episode, one really big learning lesson. And I talk about this in my content creation, RX, freebie, lead magnet, download, opt-in, whatever you want to call it. 
This is one of the big content mistakes I see people do consistently in social media. And I've been talking about it for over a year and I'm seeing so much of it. And and maybe it's that situation where you buy a gray car and suddenly you only see gray cars on the road. But I see a lot of this. Because social media is not a search engine, stopped posting facts, info dumps, and how-tos as part of your regular social media content. Sparingly, sure, go ahead and post it but not as the majority of your content. So here's an example to really kind of put this into the forefront of your mind. And this is a personal example. I'm dealing with some health issues right now, and I have been for a couple years. But this past winter, I decided, you know, I should probably take care of some of this stuff. So did a big round of blood work. And for a huge surprise, my iron levels were sky high. Now, this is after I've had chronic low iron my entire life, as many adult females do. I mean, it was so bad when I was pregnant, I was having to drink liquid iron twice a day just to keep them at a reasonable level. So much to my surprise, in December, my iron levels were crazy high, well above average, and I was instructed to stop taking my iron supplement. I did. And I had my blood work redone at the end of May, and my iron levels hadn't dropped really at all. So we did some genetic testing. Don't worry. The reason we did that did not end up panning out. I am fine. There's no scary diseases on the horizon here. Now, you know, I've already decreased my use of cast iron pan. Obviously, if I'm looking at iron-rich foods I want to avoid, I have to look that up. Now, to look that up, I am not going to go hop on Instagram, search for a nutritionist, and scroll through all of their posts looking for info on iron. We both know that would take forever. Now, I could do a hashtag search, but since I just did that like a minute ago, let me tell you, it is hard to find info on avoiding iron-rich foods while still keeping your macros in check. I found a ton on iron deficiency, but not so much on what I need other than basic info, like avoiding your cast iron pan. And I already knew that. So where did I go? One, I did consult with my doctor. Don't worry, I did do that. But two, I also Googled it because I wanted to get a really extensive list of things that I should be avoiding. And I did get the answers I need for now from that, but not from Instagram. That is a perfect case you study of the kind of content you want on Instagram versus on your blog or on your YouTube channel. The kind of information you want on your Instagram profile or any other social media avenue is not the kind of information that people might read right now and be like, oh, that's interesting, but never be able to find later when they actually need the information. And for those of you who love poking holes in things I say, don't tell me, oh, they can save it for later because I save a lot of posts that I never look back on. And because I save so many posts, it would still be a scroll, scroll, scroll. Where did that go? Ooh, did I even save that? I don't know. I'm just going to go hop over to Google now. That is the difference between SEO content and social media content right now. So here's another example. It's also health related. A friend of mine at my gym noted that my squat form isn't the greatest. Now on Instagram, I actually just went and searched right before I wrote up my notes for this episode and I found a bunch of posts tagged hashtag squat rack or hashtag squat challenge but they seemed like they were filled with amateurs. How am I, someone who already has bad form on squats, supposed to know which one is showing good form and which one is not? Enter YouTube, an actual search engine, and there are a plethora of really great videos showing good form. So what was I able to do? I was able to look at those good form videos and then do some squats in the mirror and try and figure out where I was going wrong and correct my form. 
I also did, since my friend noted the actual problem, ask her, and I've been working on correcting that, right? But that's another great example on how going to Instagram or Facebook or other social media channels for a specific problem, even if you're searching hashtags, isn't going to gain wonderful results, but going to a search engine like YouTube or Pinterest or Google is going to get you a better quality answer and an answer that's easier to find quicker. And as we all know, efficiency is everything when people are looking for information. All right, now before we move on, let's touch back on what I mentioned earlier in the episode, one of those really big content mistakes I see on social media. It is accounts that primarily do info dump kind of posts, posting a fact, posting a quote, posting a how-to, and all of it without reference or context. And honestly, the poster is probably thinking that they're doing a good thing, that they're giving good value, you know? But instead, what I think everybody should be doing is posting content that gets your audience thinking about their problem and how to approach it differently. That is the ticket for good content on social media. Now, moving on now that we've covered that again. I'm going to go with this whole health kick that we have for this episode. Here is an example of how to turn your how-to or fact or info dump kind of content around. I follow a company on Instagram called Organic Burst. I used to make a lot of smoothies and I actually really like their supplements. They're in powder form, they're brightly colored, so they're fun because I'm totally a sucker for packaging and they have good packaging as well. Now, they recently, at the time I wrote the notes for this episode, had a few posts about cacao. And yes... Fans of Portlandia, I'm so sorry for what you are envisioning in your head right now. And if you are not familiar with that reference, don't Google it. You're fine. But anyway, did you know cacao can boost healthy gut bacteria? That was one of the posts. And I was like, huh, that's actually really interesting. It's getting me to think about my gut more. I actually didn't know that, you know, eating cacao could be good for my gut. So their post then went on to say, try one tablespoon daily. My analysis on this part of the post not so great. How am I going to remember where to find this info when I do decide to try this in the future in my next smoothie? So if I were going to grade that post, overall, it's like an A for effort, but C for execution. It got me thinking, but then it went into information that I wouldn't be able to reference, you know, in five days when I make a smoothie or in a month when I make a smoothie, right? All right, now two, second post. They now had how to choose the best cacao, and then they listed six different ways that you want to like reference when you're choosing which brand of cacao to buy. Okay, I'm not going to remember any of those six. And since I actually made the notes for this podcast episode like two or three weeks ago, I can 100% tell you I don't remember any of those six. So grade C minus. It's not enough because it did get me thinking, oh, I can't just buy cacao at like my local Safeway. But you know, I'm not going to remember any of the information they gave. And if I were to try and go back two or three weeks to where they had that information on their account, it would take a while. All right. The third post, is your cacao contaminated with cadmium and lead? All right. So this is the very next post that was actually after the six things you want to take notice of when you're choosing cacao. And this actually was an expansion on one of those six facts on how to choose. And it really got me thinking about cacao differently. I had no idea that cadmium and lead could be an issue in cacao, first of all. And it's something that's totally going to stick in my head the next time I'm buying a stack of dark chocolate for headaches. All right, so great on this post. A, is it informative? Kind of an info dump? Yeah, it is. But it's picking a fact, giving me context around that fact. Like, Why does it actually matter to me? 
it gets me thinking. And now I'm naturally going to associate organic burst and their cacao as part of the solution because it got me thinking differently about their product, which in turn will help me with one of my problems, gut bacteria. All right. So that is kind of a rundown on how I like to look at content. One, does it get me thinking differently about my problem? Two, is it information that's relevant? Is it information that's really going to help my best client? Is it information that's going to stick in their head? And then three, is it something that gives them enough of a push to go with whatever call to action I have on this post? All right. I hope that helps your content creation woes. I hope that helps you understand the difference between SEO content and social media content. If you want more examples, more how-tos on how to shift your own content to be more useful to your audience, to be more sticky in their mind like this, and not just the info dumps that we were talking about, you're going to want to check out my free guide. It's called The Content Creation Rx. It is meant to be the prescription to all your content creation woes. And if you want more information on how to create great content for SEO in particular, you're in luck. Next week's episode with Michael Bozinski is going to be covering just that. <laughs> <laughs>